Well, one day she was appointing a new minister, a new prime minister at Balmoral. The next we heard the news that her family was rushing to be by her side. A lady of dignity, faithfulness, humility, perseverance and faith. Queen Elizabeth will be deeply missed and her death will take a while to sink in. For many of us, the news will have brought up sad memories of loss and bereavement in our own families. But we have this hope that she is now at rest in the presence of the King she served. Queen Elizabeth's full royal title was Elizabeth II, by the grace of God of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, and of her other realms and territories, Queen, Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith. As that title suggests, she had connections with nations all around the world. During her reign, she traveled more than a million miles, visiting 117 of a possible 195 countries. And so as a Christian and firm believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, she was well prepared for what awaited her upon her death. We heard in our reading from the book of Revelation about a vision of heaven experienced by Jesus' disciple John. He said, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the throne of God and in front of the Lamb. Like every monarch since Henry VIII, Queen Elizabeth's title included the words Defender of the Faith, a faith shared by men and women and children from every country in the world. And so as Queen Elizabeth entered into heaven, she entered a rich, diverse and vibrant place filled with people from all the languages and cultures of the earth. And all those people are gathered together to experience the overwhelming and ecstatic joy of worshipping at the throne of God. Now, feelings of overwhelming awe are hard to come by these days, but you may have tasted that feeling. Perhaps you've been out somewhere pitch black at night and taken the time to let your eyes adjust so that you can see the stars. Or maybe you've stood at the feet of mountains or on the edge of the world as you've looked out over a dark, and endless ocean. And what fills you with awe is the vast scale of the world in comparison to you. So often our horizon is just the living room wall or a hill or the clouds. But when the great heights and depths of creation open up before you, you stand in awe, overwhelmed, full of fear and joy. Think then what it might be like to stand in a crowd of billions, gazing at the blazing throne of God in all his beauty and perfection and overwhelming glory. Some uh, scientists tell us that if you go back to the source and origin of all things, what you find is a very dense and infinitely small clump of atoms, atoms with no meaning, no purpose, because nobody put them there. And they didn't put them there for any reason. But what John saw in his vision, and what Queen Elizabeth now sees, is that the centre of all things is God, the most perfect and glorious person. And so the origins of the universe are not 
the laws of physics, but the attributes of God, his justice, his goodness, his love, which means we are all here for a reason. And that reason is because God wants to pour his love into our hearts and fill us with the deep, deep joy of knowing him. I used to live in London and the back of that very British thing, the queue, the queue to see the Queen lying in state, the back of it is in my old parish of Bermondsey. And that queue is about seven miles long and it's been going for five days. 24 hours a day. Hundreds of thousands of people want to see the Queen. The first person in the queue arrived 48 hours in advance. But while people are queuing to see her body, God has brought her to meet him. And while people pay their respects quietly in London, in heaven, John saw the crowd, all wearing white, and he heard the angels singing, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honour and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. What an experience. The Queen of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and all her other realms and territories worshipping her King, the King of nations and planets, stars and galaxies. But when John looks at the throne, he doesn't just see God. He sees a lamb and someone in the vision asks him, who are these people dressed in white? And then tells John, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. The lamb representing someone who shed his blood, blood which can wash clothes white. This is highly symbolic language, but it's a way of visualizing what King Jesus has achieved. Jesus is the eternal son of God who entered into our world as a tiny human being laid in a manger, but one destined to become king over the whole human race. And yet the path to the throne was a path that led through death. On that first Good Friday, Jesus was scourged and crucified by Roman soldiers. He shed his blood and he did it on purpose. No one could ever take his life from him. He laid it down as a sacrifice, just like the sacrificial lambs of the Old Testament. Jesus became a sacrificial lamb, shedding his blood to pay for our sins. There was a man arrested in Westminster Hall the other day for approaching the catafalque where the Queen's body lay. Because of course only her soldiers and family can stand on that platform. But not even the Queen herself was qualified in and of herself to approach the place where God is. None of us deserves to stand in the presence of what the angels call our holy, holy, holy God. Because God fills the place where he is with purity and perfection, light and life, but in our natural state, we are unclean and defective, dark and destined for death. To stand in the presence of God, we need to be made clean. We need all our sins, all our guilt, all our evil thoughts to be dealt with and taken away. We need to be made new. 
In her Christmas address, the year before her Diamond Jubilee, Queen Elizabeth said, and we heard it in that video, although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a saviour with the power to forgive. Who are the people gathered round the throne of God? They are people who have washed their robes and made them white. What did they wash them with? The blood of the Lamb, the forgiveness of Jesus. Either I can die for my own sins, in which case I will never be among that happy crowd worshipping at God's throne. Or I can come to Jesus and have my sins washed away by his blood. Jesus can make our hearts clean and acceptable in God's sight. And this is what God wants. He doesn't want us to die in our sins and be lost. He wants to gather us washed and forgiven into the lasting joy of his presence. In this life, we face many troubles. You may have come here today with a heavy heart or an anxious mind or overwhelmed with fear. You may have come during a period of relative calm, but without God, the calm cannot last forever. But in his presence is true and lasting peace. Not just the absence of trouble, but the rich and solid joy and satisfaction that comes from basking in the light of his love. Because she trusted in Jesus as her own savior and relied on him for the forgiveness of her sins, now our queen is enjoying the peace described at the end of our reading. It said, those who are dressed in white are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. My prayer for us all this evening is that we go home not only filled with love and admiration and respect for our late queen, but with love and admiration for the King she serves, Jesus Christ. He shed his blood so that each one of us could come to him for the forgiveness of our sins and for the indestructible hope of being gathered into his presence to be with him forever.